Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the mid-July edition of Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Hey, Mark. Uh, just loving this summer, having a good time uh, with family. We had a wonderful time on the 4th of July. Awesome. And looking forward to just the rest of this time with the grandkids at home and before school starts back up. And I hope it does. Right, right. <laughs> Not that I want to get rid of them, but I, I want them to have that experience of learning a little bit. Yeah, it's I think some of the numbers day. have come out that the ending of the homeschooling there for the beginning of the outbreak, uh, not so good. The testing numbers apparently didn't look so good in a lot of parts of the country, which means the kids were obviously, you know, they were excited to be home and caught off guard. And so I'm sure the focus on learning was not as great as it could be as the school year was winding down anyway. So right. we'll see how that plays out as we get into August. But for now, it is in mid-July. And yes, I hope everybody did. Same as Mike. Hope you guys had a great 4th of July or and enjoyed yourself reasonably safely, all those things we still got going on. But I, I thought this week we would do something short and sweet, kind of simple. I saw another nice. article I wanted to tackle. Uh, if you caught our last podcast, that will make sense to you. But this is... You've this, been reading, Mark. I've been reading. Well, you know, there's a lot <laughs> going on. This is actually a USA Today article that outlined four milestones that say you are ready for retirement. And I wanted to get your take on it because, you know, as an average person reading this, they might think, hey, that makes perfect sense. But we don't do this every day. You plan retirements day in and day out. So who better to turn to than someone who sees this stuff on a regular basis? So I'm going to give you the four items, the four milestones. You let me know if you agree and if maybe there's something you think might be missing from this list. Okay. All right. Number one, it says if you can budget confidently, that's the first milestone. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And let me unpack what that means a little bit, maybe sure. confidently. Okay. You know, budgeting, and in fact, that word, I often don't even use it when I'm talking with people because it's an ugly know, word right? for Ooh, a lot budget. of folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they feel like it's, uh, I don't know if you remember, and of course, I'm dating myself, which <laughs> who cares? <laughs> the uh, show after I Love Lucy, when she worked in a bank for a guy who was a trustee of a trust fund for, and she's always asking for money and trying to beat him out of her money because she was overspending or doing different things like that. And, right. and we think of ourselves like, you know, budget, ooh, it's constraining. It's I can't yeah. have what I want and all that kind of thing. But actually, a budget is very freeing because it gives you the ability to know where you are. And when you do see something that's kind of outside the norm, you know whether it's something that you can take on without creating stress for yourself. And in retirement, and I think we talked about this last time, the fear that can be struck in people by saying you're getting your last paycheck. You're now on your own. If you don't know what it takes to live and you're now on your own, that is going to be a miserable existence until you get a handle on it. And it can cause a lot of stress if you're married with your spouse. If you're not, it can cause a lot of stress with friends in terms of them wanting to do things and you either just going ahead and doing them and blowing up your finances or mm -hmm. staying out of it all the time and feeling like you're in a corner and you're stuck. Yeah. So yeah, being able to budget confidently is a real key to a good time of being able to get that last paycheck and move forward. Okay. 
and be ready for retirement. All right. So that's one milestone. So you, Mike basically agrees with that one pretty well. Number two, mm-hmm. they say you have control over your spending. That seems pretty obvious. Obviously, you don't want to be going willy nilly as you get into retirement. Yeah. And that kind of harks back to the budgeting because, I mean, that's what budgeting is, is, right. is having a control on your spending. So, yeah, um, I guess maybe going back to that first thing, you can budget confidently. You know what it takes to live on. You know what it takes to do the things you want to do. And you know how to put that down so that you can follow something. And I don't mean every penny pinched and all that kind of stuff, but having a plan. It's a good framework. A plan, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Having a plan. And then the second thing you just mentioned about having control of your spending is being able to stick to your plan is basically what it amounts to. Right. So, you know, and that that's going to have to do, quite frankly, with some of the things that you choose to do. So, for instance, if you're running in circles that are maybe people that have a bit more than you have in terms of flexibility with their money and volume of money and that sort of thing, it might be a little pressure on you. And you might want to consider how you control that and not get in yourself in a situation where you feel peer pressure to spend money on things that are, are better left undone or mm-hmm. not, right. not done. Right. And on the other flip side, if you're one of those that has an unlimited source of funds, being careful how you are around those that may not necessarily have an unlimited source of funds so that you don't put pressure on them and you can keep some good friends. So that's always a good way to do it too. All right. That's milestone number two. Number three, again, according to this USA Today article is uh, you have an emergency fund. I think we're probably going to definitely agree with this one. That's one of the major pillars of retirement planning anyway. And certainly COVID has taught us that having an emergency fund is not a bad idea by any yeah. means. Yeah. And you know, the rule of thumb has always been three to six months of expenses. And I want to talk about that for a minute because Quite frankly, with the people that are retired and have been in retirement for some years, maybe a decade or two at this point in time, these are folks that came out of the Great Depression, you know, born toward the middle or end of it, and they saw their families struggle with things and all like that. And I find sometimes they have an emergency fund, but they have an emergency fund on steroids. And it's way too much money sitting in the bank doing nothing. And I think it's a great thing to have an emergency fund. And I don't have any problem with even six to 12 months of expenses in an emergency fund. But when you start exceeding that level, it starts to get a little bit where you're not being as efficient with your money as you should be. And you're taking some risk. Now, unless you just have a ton of money invested that's being able to perform in a way that helps you overcome the uh, cost of living increases that occur in your income, you know, maybe having a boatload of money in the bank is not a bad idea. But (laughs) I usually find that people just are just a little bit shy there when they have a lot of money in the bank and they could stand to uh, do something. I heard about somebody this past week that was fussing. Their spouse got upset with them because they went into the bank and were fussing with the teller behind the counter about the interest rate being paid on their money market at the bank, like the teller could do something about it. And, uh, you know, that happens when you you probably have too much money sitting in an emergency fund. Yeah. And you need to got that lazy money more efficiently. Yep. Yep. Too much lazy money. Yeah. It's not working hard enough for you. But it's a good thing to have that emergency fund. It it definitely is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So that is three of the four milestones. Here's the fourth one. And that is you have no revolving debt. They say you are ready for retirement. So obviously that wouldn't necessarily mean the house. That's going to be credit cards, things of that nature. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned, um, I don't know if it was today or last week about debt and I just how toward the uh, early 2000s, late 1990s, I had gotten into a big debt thing trying to help a company. Right. And, um, you know, there is a ton of stress when you're under uh, the load of debt. It just prevents you from being able to have freedom to do some things. So I think it's a good idea to have no revolving debt mm -hmm. because what that's going to do is having is going to mean that you're having to pay for things that you've already used up in many cases. Most revolving debts buying things that depreciate very quickly and are not useful for a long time. And so you're paying for something that you've already used in most cases or many cases. And then you're also having to pay for current needs out of your income. So it's a drag on income. doesn't allow you to maybe take the level of distribution that would allow you to increase your income to offset inflation in future years. So, well, yeah, I think it's a great idea to have no revolving debt. Well, let me um, ask you a question, Mike, that's kind of yeah. related to that, because a lot of people like to do this. So obviously, you know, they feel safer using a credit card when they're out shopping someplace mm -hmm. than using their debit card that's tied to their main bank account, let's for example, right? right? right. So they say, well, I'm going to put everything on a credit card and I pay it off each month, which again, that's probably fine as long as you're making sure you're doing that. Or because mm -hmm. they want to, you know, they want to gain miles or points for whatever, like, mm -hmm. you know, Cash and it's back. yeah, and it's very easy to also kind of go. Well, you know what? We could get this item. We could buy a new computer mm -hmm. on zero interest for thirty six months. So, what's your thoughts on going into retirement with a credit card? As long as you're again, I guess C number two, right? Can control your spending. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a situation where you've learned how to and you've tested yourself and can do that, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, I I put monthly things on it, the credit card for my business and for personal stuff and then pay it off at the end of the month. Right. Do you have those habits in place, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, there was a time where what I was doing is putting when I would go and spend something or you know be here and spend something online to purchase for the business or whatever, that I would then just turn right around and go into my bank account and pay it off right then. You know, so like if I spend a thousand dollars, I'd go into the bank account, pay the thousand dollars on the American Express card. Gotcha. And that's another thing. If you put it on a card that requires you to pay it off each month, that helps you control spending a little bit if you have a little trouble with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. So there's four milestones to consider uh, that USA Today says shows that you are ready for retirement. Mike, would you add anything if you could put one more thing on here? Anything that you think they missed? Yeah, I, I think one thing maybe that is very important to have in place is a plan for what happens when you're no longer able to take care of yourself or you leave this earth. Yeah. And so that would be, you know, you've got powers of attorney and the living will and healthcare powers of attorney in place. And then either a will or a trust or both, you know, the will pours over to the trust, that sort of thing. It involves getting with an attorney and getting some help with an estate plan type structure. How do we distribute this stuff? But Prior to that, you know, during our working years, many times our employer had long-term disability and short-term disability benefits for us. Now we're not working. What's the next thing? Well, they say there's a 50% chance that you're going to be needing some care of some sort because of your inability to take care of yourself, either physically and all the activities of living your life daily, or you have some cognitive disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, and so having a plan for that, and that doesn't necessarily mean insurance, long-term care insurance or anything like that could mean that way. And oftentimes that's the most efficient way to do it. And there are several ways to fund that outside of the traditional way. 
but it could be self-funding or some other plan. And the estate planning attorney, the elder law attorney can help you with that sort of thing. So very important to get that in place when you get ready to retire. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good milestone to add to the list of that says you're ready to retire. So certainly a good idea to consider that. And if you need help, you know, you can always reach out to Mike. As he said, he's not an attorney, but I'm sure he works with folks and he's got people in his circle of friends that he can certainly help you in that direction. So give him a call at 336-668-4338. That's 336-668-4338 to talk with financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation, Mike Flanders, here on the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us if you have not done so yet. Shame, shame, shame on you. Go hit the subscribe button on Google or Apple or Spotify or whatever platform of podcasting you like to listen to. Mike sends these out in his newsletters and emails, and so there's lots of ways to find it. You can also find it on his website at spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. And Mr. Flanders, sir, you have yourself a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds great, Mr. Killian. Take care of yourself. (laughs) Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time here, folks, on on strategic planning with Mike Flanders. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.